Pleased to say I've got John Cross joining me now, chief football writer for The Mirror. Um, I thought to talk about this sort of situation that we have in the world of football, I, I want to get someone experienced. And who better than you, John? Welcome to the show. Well, bless you. Thanks for having me. No, it's, it's awesome to, um, to have you on and really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me. Um, well, first things first, first, coronavirus. Have you seen anything like this ever before? No, it, it, it's interesting, actually. I was talking to someone earlier and um, yeah, another journalist from, from the TV world, and they were sort of saying, have you ever experienced it? And I was really trying to rack my brains. And, and, and I've been at the Mirror 22 years, never had anything like this, had sort of strange postponements, I, I guess, going back to, to, to 9-11 and those tragic circumstances. An England game being postponed for 24 hours, which was a bit, which was a bit odd, but that pales into insignificance. And I guess the only thing that you can compare it with, not that I was sort of obviously aware of this, was basically covering sport in in, in wartime because the, the you know the crisis is is there. It, it feels a bit strange in in England because I'm sort of kind of in touch with various sort of kind of you know people in Europe. I, I, I've been travelling around Europe quite a lot recently whether that's for sort of the Nations League draw or kind of, you know, a couple of Champions League games, um, you, you suddenly realise that actually we're quite far behind in the UK. I don't think we've, we've been fully aware yet. And I think this, this, this week what's happened um, from a position where sort of early evening Thursday we were going to play on regardless this weekend to suddenly changing an hour later when the Arsenal manager test positive it's 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 been a wake-up call I think and only now I think to the you know are people really grasping the magnitude of what's going on um for the effects for kind of you know football but also society as a whole you, you know suddenly it's 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 become very real and I think it, it's weird you know as I mean I think that basically football is such an indicator such an important part in society that it's almost taken games here to be called off to, to for football to go into meltdown for I think the the public you know wider at large if you like to appreciate the scale scale of this crisis and and it almost takes that it almost takes you know someone like Jurgen Klopp giving an impassioned speech um for, for people to to wake up and realize just how severe this is yeah I mean absolutely when it when it hit us in Italy a little while ago, I'm, I, I was very surprised as to how delayed everything else was. I just thought collectively, and I hope, and, and I hope it doesn't affect everything else too long because maybe this just could have got on a lot sooner, um, and people could have got on, on top of it a lot sooner, and 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 hopefully we get back to normality sooner because I think the more it's delayed and the more it's sort of spread out, then then the crisis is going to get bigger and larger and going to have more and more effects, you know, but, but that's, that's for the people in power of the game. I think it's not, it's not for us to decide, um, you know, we, we just follow the rules, but as you say, you know, it's sort of everything shut down in Italy a, a while back. And then, you know, quite a few days after really everything, sh everything else is shut down. So, you know, I just hope it's not, it's not going to have too of a detrimental effect on everything else, but I guess there's going to be effects on this. I mean, how, how do you see the season finishing? I mean, I know there's a, is there a big meeting for the Premier League on Thursday? I mean, we in Italy don't know exactly what's going to happen either. So, do you see there any any way out of this at the moment? Well, I do think this week is really pivotal in that basically um, what happened was obviously the the, the, the Premier League and the EFL, um, you know, there's sort of the, the lower three divisions, if you like, um, uh, you know, were 
guided by government on Thursday and basically said, right, we'll play on this weekend. I, th I think there was some reticence from, from certain clubs who were already feeling the effects. So then the development of, of you know, high-profile people testing positive here pushed them into, into action, pushed them into an emergency meeting on Friday, which was largely done by a video call conference. And I think basically they, they agreed um, uh, jointly with, with the EFL and the, the FA, the Premier League, to, to postpone until uh, April the 4th. But then also that then they would reconvene this coming Thursday um, to to kind of talk about and thrash out the the details of what of the scenarios, the possible scenarios, and what might be. Obviously, that depends. We know on kind of what UEFA agreed to um, to a certain extent at their meeting on Tuesday, and and you know I think Euro twenty twenty will be postponed by a year. That will give the the domestic leagues some breathing space in the summer, so they could go on into June uh, and potentially beyond. But also, I think that, that they will scale back the kind of the quarterfinals and the semifinals of the Champions League, Europa League, into one-off uh, one games. So again, you're, you're cutting back on a, another raft of fixtures there, and that gives you even more scope. And I think basically once that is signed off on Tuesday, the Premier League will know a little bit more clear what they can present to the 20-member clubs on, on Thursday. I, I think... I mean, it's interesting that Karen Brady is quoted in one of the newspapers here. That she's the, the, the uh, you know, amongst the West Ham hierarchy saying that the season should be null and voided. But I, I, I from what I gather, I don't think that's a popular view. Um, there's a lot of backlash about it. West Ham, obviously, in relegation trouble themselves. So, you know, the, the accusation of self-interest is there. But... I, listen, I do think it's something that, that will have to be considered, but it isn't at this stage a, a popular view. I think what is more likely is that the first and foremost, they'd like to carry on. So I think April the, April the 4th is highly unlikely to be able to do that. Um, well, I think it's impossible, really. And um, and then the, the next option would be behind closed doors. But again, you're relying on kind of clubs being infection free. Um, so again, that's not necessarily an option. And, and then I just think they will have to get into the rounds of the possibles, which are um, playing on with no relegation, but you get the top two promoted. I think Leeds and West Brom, as it stands, they're so, you know, they're quite clear in that championship division at the moment um, being promoted. And then basically you'd have to get sort of a, a bigger expansion Premier League season if we had an earlier finish to this season. I think an earlier season to this season would, would effectively mean Liverpool champions. They'd have to find out some sort of system for who, who finishes it in the top four and who gets the Champions League places. And, and all those sort of things, I think, will be discussed on, on, on Thursday. I, th I think ultimately, I can see uh, more and more people don't think the season will be completed in its entirety. What I think they have to find is a solution so it's not null and voided completely. I, I think that would be such a bad way to go. But I, th I think that basically they'll, they'll put into the situation on Thursday about three possible scenarios, which, you know, which obviously will depend on just how quickly they can get playing again, what UEFA decide on Tuesday and, and, and move from there. But I, I just think nobody knows. And that, that's part of the problem. It's such a difficult one to, to kind of predict. What would you like to see? I, I definitely would like to see the season played on. That would be my wish. I think that people will immediately say, well, let's go again on April the 4th. You, you, I think you're living in cloud cuckoo land. I think football at the earliest will start again in May. 
the only hope is that with the weather in, improving and temperatures improving, then maybe we might not peak as as feared in terms of the virus here. Um, we, we can only hope and pray that it's not it doesn't become as bad as as Italy. And you know, I just send all my love and thoughts to people in Italy. It's 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 awful. Um, but then I just like to see um, the the kind of games going into June, finding some sort of solution. I just don't believe that we'll be able to end by the end of May. I just don't believe that that is reality. Uh, I just find, I hope that that's the best case scenario. I don't think that, that, that behind closed doors solves anything because you're just delaying it. And also if clubs get infections, you won't be able to play anyway. I mean, forget the, the fans and the risk of infection. It's just, it's just irrelevant. So, I, I, I hope that they'll be able to complete it. I think the reality is that it might be difficult. And therefore, I just think that we should play until we can, until we find, say, you know, six games left, for example, find some sort of solution whereby no relegation, the top two are promoted from the championship. We find some sort of solution whereby, um, uh, you know, the top four go into the Champions League next season. I think that's the only reality that, that we can possibly have because these are exceptional times. And I just think it would be, it, it seems crazy to be talking about, you know, a sort of unfairness in sport when, when we've got people dying. And I just think you just find the best solution possible. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more because I, I think as well, what you say about the April 4th, is is very very optimistic about anything anything or any leagues restarting at that point. So, I think that's going to be a little later. I think it's a really big opportunity for, and as you said earlier, there's football has such a big impact on the world, and and I think we sometimes forget that. And I think this is a really big chance to, after hopefully we can you know we can come to, come to stop with the virus and and get this all under control. And you know as as tragic as as, as it's been for for some people. I think football is now a real big opportunity to put some smiles on people's faces and really look at things in a different way because annulling anything, cancelling, is just going to carry on the sort of sorrow feeling and, and, and a bad feeling with people. I think this is a really big way where they could have a, have a chance to really put smiles back on people's faces, you know, get football back on track. I think Euro, the European Championship has to be moved. There is no way, no physical way to, to complete anything and and get people ready for the Euros. Um, and I think at the same time, this I just think they can condense everything and have a lot of fun with it, get games, get everything played out still on the pitch. You know, as you said, do we need two-legged quarterfinals, semifinals of the Champions League? No, let's just do mm -hmm. one leg. It's the luck of the draw and who may the best team win on that, on that day. And the same in the Premier League. You know, if we have to squeeze in games, the weather's going to get better now. Let's have fans. You know, there could be games on every single night now because people are going to miss out on watching football they're going to miss on being the experience. So why not do something a little bit different where we can get all these games in and let decide who wins the title, who gets in the Champions League, who gets promoted, who gets relegated on the field as it should be. And um, and then obviously start the season next year, for next season as, as and when they decide. But I think definitely this season needs to finish on the field. And I think it's a way to kind of get that joy back to people. And I think football can do that. So that, that would be my opinion. Mm. You know, I don't know how, how you agree with it and what your thoughts are. But I think if there is a way we have to get, you know, finish the season on the pitch as it should yeah, be. Yeah, I, I do totally agree with you. I mean, there's, there's a few ponderables, isn't there, that basically if you go beyond June, how does that impact upon players who, you know, whose contracts finish in June, for example, at the end of June, which is obviously the common cut-off date. Um, 
I, I just think there's, it's almost like side issues. And I just think that, you know, in exceptional circumstances, you like to think that basically people could find some sort of agreement, although you're obviously counting on individuals there. And it's difficult. I, I appreciate that. I think it, you make such a good point in that basically football has such an important voice um, at times like these. I think we forget that basically we look to, we look to kind of people within football, you know, whether that's Jurgen Klopp's making that wonderful kind of um, speech and sort of uh, words yesterday for for Liverpool fans or, or indeed, you know, kind of fans of, of um, watching on social media as, as players kind of deliver messages about kind of taking care, about being responsible, um, about doing things the right way. Their, their, their voice is probably listened to um, by a certain generation in, in far greater detail and with far more interest than, than they are politicians of today. And so I don't think we should underestimate that what, what an important kind of uh, influence and positive influence sport can have on, on the wider society. And I totally agree with you in that basically I, I do feel that we should f try and find a way. I think it would be terrible if, if for example, the FA abandoned the FA Cup or, or you know, or kind of, you, you know, UEFA did away with the Champions League. I don't think that's on, on the agenda, but by the way, certainly not the latter. But I just think that let's find a way because you're right. I think it, it, it kind of we look to sport and enjoyment at, at, at difficult times like these. We we need it to I get mean, this through, don't we? If that, that's that's what I think. I mean, listen, as a football as a footballer myself, and okay, I'm in my 30s now, and it's different. But you know, we have nine games. Most teams have nine games left in the Premier League, so you can get that done mm. in a month. Play every three four days. You, so you need four weeks, one way or another with the FA Cup and, and Premier League. So you're going to need probably two months to finish it. Why not Why not shorten preseason? Do we need a six-week preseason? No. no. You know, it's the same. I, I watched in the NFL. And they're, they're, they're begging the, the, the governing bodies to shorten the preseason because of injuries and, and preseason. And I mean, we don't need we're, – we're, we're such well-trained athletes these days and ready. Do we need a six-week preseason? No. Just, for, you know, obviously, as you said, there is going to be that, that tricky side of things about people out of contract and – and, and the transfer window and all that kind of stuff. But I think there's definitely ways to really try and get this back on track within the next few months as normal for next year. But I think it would be such a shame to, to not see this play out and, um, you know, the race for the top four and the relegation battle and the promotion race be done on the pitch because people have paid for season tickets. There's a way, uh, there's TV money, there's just everything. There could be such a really cool way of, 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 kind of getting things back on track and just have a football. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I do feel that, um, you know, that there has to be a way in that basically of 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 doing it. I, I, I People will look, I think, towards, tw I mean, 2021, the Club World Cup. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, football politics will probably come into play at that point in that basically FIFA will want to kind of sort of say this goes ahead and, and, and UEFA obviously have their, you know, the, the Euros. I just think in times like these, <laughs> the sort of the petty squabbles have to be put aside. And I, th I guess that's, that, that's also the issue with player contracts. And I just think everyone needs to kind of almost put self, you know, kind of self-interest to, to, to one side for a moment and basically just look at the bigger picture. But I, d I do totally agree with you in that basically we, there is a way of doing it. There is a way of condensing it, whether that's kind of... You, you know, sort of um, getting this summer right, getting pre-season right and, and, and maybe a later start or something like that. But there has to be a way 
And I do still think as long as we don't have too long a delay, and I think once we get into summer, I think the, 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 you know, the virus won't, will hopefully recede. And then basically there has to be a way of, of getting through this. Because, you know, it, 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 it's such a relief, I think, for, for, for a, lot of, a lot of people and a lot of football fans who frankly won't know what to do with themselves for the next four to six weeks, certainly in, the, in this country. Well, absolutely. As you said, I think the biggest part is to get this, you know, it's better to just shut everything down, get this virus under control, get people back to their normal lives, you know, for, for everything, for their for their health, for, for the economy, for just the way of life. And then I think there's a way of just being able to to put this all together, because as I mentioned earlier, I look at some of the American sports I and mean, what's the biggest profitable league. And I think the league that makes the most money is the, is the games that have urgency. And that's the NFL, because they only have. 16, 16 regular season games. So every game has such a huge meaning. And I think it could just be a really cool sort of short blast of football now where every game is going to be so important, you know, whether it's for your league position, whether it's for Champions League qualifications, whether it's, you know, the, the knockout stages of the Champions League and the FA Cup. I just think it could be such a mm. cool way of, you know, kind of taking this low time into, into a big high end. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think, like you said, this next week is gonna is gonna show us a lot. And um, yeah, but I just think there's no way no, no. And, and, and listen, I mean, I'm sure I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure that, that that they will come to this arrangement that basically uh, the Euros will be shifted back by a year. And I'm sure UEFA will, will rubber stamp that. As as indeed, I think the likelihood, I think it's a likelihood rather than certainty on on on, on rescheduling the. Um, uh, Europa League and Champions League games into just one-off affairs, but I just think that with 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 the Euros, I mean, it's just you know, it, 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 it's encouraging actually that basically such a huge event, so many plans and so many uh, logistical things, stadiums and what have you, uh, tr trips and travel and itineraries. It, it seems to me at the drop of a hat this week, at, at, you know, they've talked about changing it. That shows. That football, believe it or not, and sometimes it is difficult to believe, can be flexible. And I think that we need to be flexible. And let's just kind of, you know, play it by ear and basically, you know, be as flexible as we possibly can. Because I think if we, we adopt that attitude, which I think is, is fair play to UEFA, they've done that, then I, I think that's the way of getting it, getting things done. I really do. Well, John, let's, let's see what the next... Um next week or so brings um it's been a pleasure to have you here in the season of sports so where can people follow you're on twitter i know you're active on twitter at john crawford here <laughs> yeah are you yeah. instagram are you i i am i don't use that quite so much but also the same address john cross mirror so my picture my, uh, my photography you know probably isn't up to scratch really i'll post the odd picture but um but um but yeah yeah i enjoy i enjoy twitter a lot i think in times like this it's created so much in, in interest and uh about coronavirus and uh it's probably a good thing, although sometimes kind of social media can drive you mad about about things when 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 actually you, you know you see bad things going on across the across the rest of the world and uh, yeah 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 but no it's it's a good place to be at the moment. Great stuff. Thank you, John. Speak to you soon. Pleasure. Pleasure. Bye bye.